Are we alive? We're alive. I'm alive. Are we live? We're live. Oh my God. Peter, welcome Hello. back. Uh, thank, thank you. Pete. Thank you. Hey, From welcome, the wedding Pete. honeymoon. Why don't we cheers? Oh, let's go. Peter, Peter, people have missed you. Know, you know, let's start where we finish drinking. I was drinking like a dog. Dog drinks? I don't know. Can you say that? I was yeah, you can like drink. You can say that. At the wedding. Oh my Cause God. Because Peter, you got married on New Year's Eve. Wow. Pete, looking good. Look at that. Look at Thank you. you. Thank you. You married, man. That's it. Beautiful, That's shiny. It. How's married life? It's good. Mm. We're really good. We had a nice honeymoon. We were in the Caribbean. We Where exactly? To <laughs> Went to Antigua. Mm. So it was nice, beautiful. Relax. Relaxing beach, summer. Ah. Uh, and then we got back to the coast. How was the weather? No rain, nothing, nothing. Mind a little storm Thankfully, here and there. No, I mean, it's a tr it's a Caribbean, so like mm -hmm. a little tropical rain, but for five, ten minutes, and then mm -hmm. it was done. Nice. Uh, How long? What do you remember from the wedding? Ten days, Pete. Ten days? No, five days. Five days. That work. What do you remember from the wedding? What do I remember? What do you remember about I didn't drink Peter? Uh, sorry, not Peter. Anto at the wedding. No, I remember that he was dancing. He had his family there. He was having. It looked like he was having a good time. No. Well, I think you're wrong about that. I was no? having excellent time. Oh, excellent. Sorry. <laughs> he was in his element. <laughs> Marco also was having a great time. A lot of martini. A lot of apple martinis. I think he was going for the Negroni. I kept Negro on saying Negroni. He did. Dude. No, no. I mean, I was apple martinis at the beginning when you walk in. Uh -huh. I had two, one, one after the other. Nice. And then it was a peach martini. It was apple and peach, I think. Come I got two apple martini, one peach martini. better drink than that. And then I went to mojitos. Uh -huh. And then after the after the two mojitos, I think I had two extra drinks. One was one of the drink that that was red inside with some vodka and cranberry that my wife couldn't finish, so I downed it because I didn't want the drink to get wasted. That's right. And then I was I was trying to get myself hydrated again with a lot of San Pellegrino. See, I did the of, opposite. I didn't drink a lot, uh -huh. and then it was about to be midnight. It was like an hour from midnight, and everybody else was you know having a good time, and I was like, oh man, I have to catch up. So then I oh, hit the bar with the Negronis. This and, guy And here. it was, it was uh He was not totally great. done. I heard news about this guy. He almost didn't make it back home. <laughs> but I did make it back. I made it back. And you apparently only had two drinks. I only had that two drinks. That doesn't sound like oh you at all. God. Because I was supposed to be sober for the wedding, so. Oh, yeah. You know, Who said so? Sure. He's supposed to be sober. Uh, He's got rules now. You have rules. <laughs> I am now. Look at me. No rules. No rules. <laughs> he doesn't even have a wedding ring. No, on. I don't have a wedding ring because I, had a, I broke my wrist over here and my hand did swallow. <laughs> What? A lot. Swallow. It swallowed. Swelled, swelled, swallowed, swallowed, whatever. But you can't get a different ring that fits? No, I couldn't get it out. They actually, they almost they had a cut. It's either cutting my finger or cutting the thing, the, the, <laughs> the ring. The, so they, for, with some soap or whatever solution they put on, they were able to get it out because it was painful. Mm. And uh, otherwise, it will, I will have a black and blue. Uh, uh, uh -huh. Permanently. Yeah. Anyway, one other thing before we get get to topics. You also, I was very proud of you because mm. you had a big, it was a big January for you besides the wedding. Yes, it was. Your player, Diego Luna, yes. started for the U.S. Men's National Team against Slovenia. Yes. And you were there in Texas. We were there, went to Texas. We were with his family, his son. First game that he went to watch uh, his father play. Man. I was happy uh, for Pete. That was good. Three months, four months. So it was nice. It was a good celebration, you know. Was a, it was a good year for him, how he closed it, and it was a, a just reward. So for people that don't know, that yeah. haven't watched MLS, mm -hmm. I watch only when, when he plays and when he starts. We, we try to tune in to support mm -hmm. you. What player is he like? What player is he similar to that Oof. the fans can understand? Because uh, maybe one day, I'm not saying we will. You obviously can't say it, but maybe one day we'll see him in Serie A. No, maybe one Europe. day he's going to be sitting next to us and he's going to explain. Well, what that's not of, that much of a step up. I'm saying he's going to step up and go to like play in Europe one day. Yeah, maybe for AC Milan, because all the Americans... They are actually courted by Cardinale because he wants to bring most of the best, the, the best Americans to play. What for can you tell us? Yeah. No, I mean, listen, he, for an American player, he's very, uh, he's got that South American flair, very smart on the ball, super technical. You know, he's, he's, he's strong as an ox and, you know, his looks can be deceiving, but he's deceptively quick. Mm. So he knows how to take his man on and, he, and he's very smart in the way that he plays. So, you know, we're just going to be happy with, where he's at right now, obviously, on a, on a big stage. He's got the first game in MLS versus Inter Miami. Oh, wow. So he'll mm. be in Miami he's gonna for be that first game. Messi. So, yeah, can we, can we meet Messi? Yeah, let's, can let's we find a way to meet Messi? We'll try to get down. To, I'm trying to, to get anybody field. to make us meet Messi. <laughs> we want to meet Messi? I want to get a shirt signed. Oh, you know yeah. Messi? Of course. Yeah. We, we talk to Yolanda, and Yolanda, she's going to get us uh, <laughs> that's, that's another round. Uh, let's hey, get Yolanda, it. if you're looking into a podcast, we need, we need to meet Messi. You are the big shot. 
So what? You in between Messi and us. Well, Yolanda, she's a great person. We have this one. guy right next to us that his player is going to play against Inter Miami. Yeah, but uh, Yolanda's got better connection, I think, at the highest level. So yeah, Yolanda true. through Beckham and other big guns. She the can issue get is getting through, through the, the security guard. He looks like you. He looks like me. He, he does? He's a doppelganger. Right, right. <laughs> you never seen this? Nah, no, he doesn't see it on social media. No. Uh, right. Today, we don't have my dad. My dad texts in the group chat. Oh, yeah, I can't make it. I'm going to be uh, with Materazzi today. So, ah, sorry to hear that. Huh? Too good for us. Just left us in, yeah, the, in the, on dust. the dust. Mike, unfortunately, has uh, family, family problems, family family things, so he's not going to be able to, to make it with us. But next podcast, hopefully we'll have them all. It's been a little while since we've had yes. us three together. The league has been very interesting. I know you guys are probably going crazy about Inter Fiorentina. No penalties being scored this round. Five penalties were missed. The wow. first time in 62 years that we've had five penalties missed this round in Serie A. Wild experience. I and uh, no, it's very painful for us. But you know what? Given the fact that we didn't score on two penalties, the AC Milan against Bologna. I mean, Bologna is a very tricky team. Okay, number one. Number two. I mean, you respect Giroud and Teo Hernandez, the two French players that the week before they put us over the top. Actually, the three players, the three musketeers, was uh, was Adley, Giroud, and Teo Hernandez. They put three goals uh, on uh, for uh, you know for our total. But uh, Giroud and, and Teo Hernandez they couldn't uh, get it done uh, against Bologna. But uh, it was a good game. I'm not gonna blame uh, anybody. They outplayed uh, you. Huh? Bologna outplayed you. I don't think so. Yeah, they no, did. they did not. I they mean, played we, great. We, we At missed, the San Siro, we missed a bunch of uh, of opportunity besides the goal. Uh, the, 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 the penalties. For, for me, no. Bologna played. Amazing. I mean, it's but not nothing a to take away. Yeah, it's not to get offended. Yeah, I think you shouldn't get good. offended about that. They he looks offended. Whereas Inter, Juventus, yeah, they absolutely. play. He looks very offended mm-hmm. by that. Who was offended? You, you, you look offended. No, you look offended. No, I'm not you offended. Can you say so that Bologna played better? Uh, not really. Not really. But, uh, <laughs> I would throw the bag at Tiago Motta if I was you. After doing that at the San Siro. Listen, I'm not going to say anything because Tiago Motta is probably in the radar of AC Milan for a future. He should throw the bag for a future. I know. All right. Give him anything he wants. Throw the bag meaning. Take the bag and then we're gonna pull you in. Right? I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm His an finger ES, still swallow. I am an ESL. I'm an English for a second language, so I'm trying. I'm still it's on. It's also the, slang. So. Slang. I'm trying to learn. It means give him any money that he wants. Ah. Throw the whole bag of money at him. Oh, no. I didn't know that. <laughs> you like That's that, good right? To know. You throw the bag. Yeah, every time for the people at home. I don't remember what the last turn that. Oh, I know what it was. We taught him pushing daisies. But pushing daisy means, oh, and now he says that. it all the time. I love that. He loves these little English sayings. So would you throw the bag at Tiago Mota? I would. I would throw actually a big, a big bag. You know? <laughs> what are you saying, the clause? <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We got money. We're Americans. Where? We are Americans. Okay. We got a lot of money. Okay, and we don't steal money. We bought. We just. We make them. Yeah, you oh. know who I was so impressed with. It's again not a surprise, but Zeke said was crazy good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the one that he missed, but it, it's like all the little touches that he does. It opens up space for everyone. He's not really a number nine, so he's super tricky, super technical. I was watching him, and for me, I you know I don't want to get too carried away, but it felt like watching like a superstar in the making. That's how good I thought Zidic said was. He has been all season. He's been amazing. It's been his breakout year. But what a star he is for Bologna. He, him and Ferguson and Calafiori were the three that when I watch I, them, I say these guys are going to go on to do big things. I think the reasons why it's not a pure number nine that is making a lot is deceiving a lot of people on on his actual in his position on his move and all the stuff because you know you don't expect that like una mezzala to go and have all that range. The guys is from the from three quarter of his of his box all the way to the to the to the deep inside the AC Milan box. It's all over the places. Number one and number two is effortless. I mean, the, the guy he never panics with the ball. He mm-hmm. never panics with the with the defenders right next to him. He just is uh, is is a natural. You can mm-hmm. tell. Yeah. So that's why a lot of big teams in Europe and uh, and, and Italy they are. Uh, Courting him uh, to uh, to join the, the squad. Yeah, so. he, he matured a lot, and I think even you see his technical ability to be able to, like you said, the composure on the ball, mm-hmm. to be able to just sit defenders down and, and find the spot. And even you know, he missed goals, yes, but he put himself in the opportunity mm-hmm. to score. And then the goal he scored, you know, against Manyan to find, you know, through could it be a little bit of luck, but still the nonchalantness of how he scored that goal shows you know what he's been able to do this year, and. Like you said, there's no surprise that there's teams interested. I will hope that, uh, Pete, we get him. You know why? Because I have a feeling that uh, AC Milan has got three three former Dutch players, that they, especially Van Basten, that is still is still within the AC Milan radar, close radar when it comes down to, uh, you know, if you want to do uh, 
you want to make a phone call or if you want to just try to convince somebody I think we might we might have a chance because uh, Napoli apparently has got most of the money because uh, Hossiman I think is 99.9 per, 99% gone because he already declared it publicly and uh, I think uh, it was a shame ADL, I, I didn't like I didn't like uh I really didn't like what's what's happening with the Sosiman situation. Yeah. Like yeah, for Napoli fans, monetize, everything, Marco. but everything's already been so down in the dumps for Napoli. You know, you went from winning a Scudetto to now you're number one playing a completely different brand of football. It's the yeah. complete opposite of what you love defensively first. I know they were missing a lot of players against Lazio, but then you have Osiman who comes out and he said it to he said it to CBS to the Morning Footy Crew, uh, which was good for them to be able to get the scoop. Mm-hmm. But he says, "I know what my future is," and it doesn't sound like it's going to be to stay at Napoli. It's he but knows that he wants to leave. To you, I this was was uh, come on was in the making. Uh, but why say it? Why why do you come out and say it in the middle of a season that's not going well? Everybody, everybody knows. What do you think De Laurentiis just forced him to sign the new contract? No, th- I know there's definitely problems. I'm not saying that he's at fault for it because. Things that happened behind the scenes with Osiman have not been acceptable either. Mm-hmm. You know, all the problems that they had with the videos on social media. And De Laurentiis has proven that he's not an easy person to mm-hmm. work with. So if he wants to leave at the end of the season, it's fine. I just wonder if this hurts them in the negotiation stage. Because for Napoli as a whole, they need... <laughs> have we ever seen a team go from the best, best team, one of the best teams in Europe, playing the best style, to now looking at this... After losing two important pieces, but where does where does Napoli go from here? I don't listen. Is gifting is gifting Zielinski to Inter? I mean, Inter has got the top, the best midfield of the world, none of Europe. Inter between Fratesi, Mkhitaryan, Barella. I mean, you name it. Uh, Chalanolu. They have. A, I'm already made four, but Sensi. Now they. I, I think Aslan. it's. it's Aslan, they have five or six of the best midfielder in Europe and maybe in the world. And then now they're going to be adding Zieliski on uh, on the list. He's going for a free transfer. That's what I'm what I'm yeah. saying. Do they need it? the extra midfielder well, like uh, Zieliski? also is 35 years old. So well, there's other things uh, that you, you Mkhitaryan is not, not even a, a, a bench guy. Mkhitaryan starts every, that, every game. And that's what a good team does. They prepare for the next year. They prepare. Oh, so we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into either. Let's All focus right. on Napoli. No, Napoli, listen. And... It's similar to what happened with Inter with Conte, where it's sad that Napoli win a Scudetto with Spalletti playing this enjoyable football, enjoyable to watch, but also you see you saw the the, the players and how they were and 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 they were a unit, they were a family, you know, last year. When was the last time an Italian team got that sort of praise from like mainstream media? I heard every single Player, like great player, pundit in the world talking about Napoli. Sorry, but just to add on. It was a joy to watch. And they did it in Champions League, too. It wasn't like they did it. They had one bad, se- you know, uh, legs versus Milan. After that, they were perfect. Mm-hmm. If that no, game came, came at a different time, I oh, say, yeah. I mean, timing is everything in football, so it's not a complaint. But I'm just saying, if Napoli and Milan played that game a few months before, it could have been a completely different result for the football that they were playing. Not to take anything away from Milan, but just to add on that this Napoli could have done even better things. Oh, for sure. And, and I think... Could it be? I think it's a mix of everything, really. With Spalletti, it was a matter that he wanted to get paid a little bit more, but he also realized that what he did in Napoli after 33 years could not be duplicated. Very hard to do it again the next year, and then especially when your president comes on, and I think he did it on CBS also talking mm-hmm. about scoop. But he said he wanted to win the Champions League the next year. Already, your expectations are way too high unless you're ready to put down. Some money, some mm-hmm. cash to go and, and and build onto this team, which was weird with the moves. Some of the moves that they made, like for example, in defense, Dragushin for me was like a layup. I, I get that you're competing with Tottenham, you're competing with the Premier League money. Napoli's for credit to De Laurentiis, he built one of the healthiest teams. I think they are actually are the healthiest team in Italy. They are, are. budget wise, right? They they have done extremely well at. Um, making a dollar into four quarters. They sell players for low. They buy them for low. They sell them for high. And they've done extremely well at that. But I expected him, when he realized the result, to do more in the transfer market to try to save the season. Because if they don't finish in fourth place this year, it is going to become a nightmare. And I think they were really happy. It's What's so crazy is it's uh, the flip. Lazio were probably more upset that they didn't get three points against Napoli, which seems crazy to think. And Napoli were happy with one point. The whole game, by the way, was one of the worst games I've seen in Serie A. Boring. Maybe ever. It was, it was a whole horrible. lot of nothing. It was an horror story. And it wasn't just a 0-0 nah. where there were good chances, teams nothing. were flying forward. It was the complete opposite. Mm-mm. You don't want to watch it. You don't want to. You know, if Serie A is going to be a Lazio-Napoli, this is reasons why... 
you should never, never get to the point that you just clog the midfield with uh, with 20 players and then the two goalkeeper on the other side. It was uh, everybody was trying to undo each other's, uh, you know, uh, you know, on the yeah. midfield. There was uh, nothing, no, no creativity, no shots on goal. The goalkeeper were barely, barely, barely. You know, called huge, to, uh, huge to players missing. Obviously, Cayuste, uh, Quara, yeah. Simeone, Meret, Oliveira, Nathan, Marco. That's not, not an Anguisa, excuse. Osimen, and then also Zakani, Immobile from one side. Yeah. It, it hurts the quality. It's not an excuse, but it hurts the quality of a match. Yeah, but also I think Napoli. Listen, it was a, it was a game that Napoli, by all means, would have signed for the one point versus mm. Lazio because it's a direct competitor for potential Champions League spot. Mm. And then ultimately, they have to start from somewhere. And guess mm. what? The best way is to... Not to lose. Not to lose. To How about sure not scoring? Mm-hmm. Eight scoreless yeah, in 14 games under Matsari? Unfortunately, Matsari was the only one that took this job. It wasn't they learned his first pick. He's the only guy that was willing to take... Because this is a, a dumpster fire. Hmm. This is a dumpster fire. You have players attacking another player's agents. You have players not... Not doing what they did last that's, year. That's ridiculous. You have, As an agent yourself, yeah, what you do you think about that situation no, that, where Kwada's agent's talking about Oshiman going to Saudi? You, uh, if As an agent, you do not talk about somebody else. else. You don't talk about another player, especially when you don't know. Mm-hmm. And even if you do know, it's not your... So what's the logic thing. behind doing that? I don't know. I think it was more so to 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 kind of attack Oshiman or deflect why? Why? any hate to Kwada. Because also people are mm. saying, oh, Kvara was a one-hit wonder. Kvara didn't do mm. anything. Stuff like that. So mm. I, I don't know the the exact reason, but from how I look at it as an outsider, is more so Kvara's agent deflecting any hate or animosity mm. towards Kvara and pointing it all to Oshiman. Oh, he wants to jump ship. Mm. Oh, he's going to go anywhere. He doesn't care mm. about the team. And then, obviously, <laughs> Oshiman coming out and saying something like that where you should be professional. Ultimately, you want to go somewhere, you can have that feeling and you can make it well known within the within the club. But the fans deserve more. Yeah, that's that's, that's my my point of view. I think I a fan deserves more. Not to say that he's gonna be less of a player when he comes back, but as a fan, you don't want to hear that your number nine, your top scorer, is already thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. Come on, well, you know, we are trying to make a little bit way over too much over this. The writing was on the wall already. But so, still, uh, I, usually, you know. usually I'm pretty okay with like, I love a person, a player, a coach that speaks his mind. But this, it feels like if you look at the context of the situation at Napoli, is it the smartest thing to say out in the open? To no. be honest, Marco, to be honest with you, if De Laurentiis pulls the trigger... In January, which is like a, no, not a not. couple of days. No, he's not. I will not be surprised. No, you no, never do it. No, no, never. Not, how many more days do we have? Two days? Ja- February 1st. February 1st. Closest. Mm-hmm. I gotta no, tell you never something. Gonna happen. You never know. You I mean, never he's still know. at AFCON too. Anyway, let's uh, let's move it along. You guys want to go to Inter? Yeah, let's go you to wanna, Inter. Want to talk about Inter sure. Fiorentina? Sure. 1-0 Inter win. The numbers that Inter have put up this season, we, we uh, tweeted it before because I was just looking at them. I couldn't believe it. Uh, 17 wins out of 21 in the Serie A, 50 goals scored, 10 goals conceded, 13 clean sheets. Ridiculous numbers from Simone, Limone, Inzaghi. Mm-hmm. They have learned, I mean, if you look at the last two games, the the final, the Supercoppa final, where they had to play against a team that just defended with as many numbers as you could get and you had to break them down. They had to play against that, and then they played against a Fiorentina side where they had to hit out on the counter. And you guys weren't that efficient, mm-hmm. uh, once again, with your goal scoring. No. You had other chances to score. Mm-hmm. I think about the ball from mm-hmm. Turam to Carlos Augusto. Mm-hmm. You had other opportunities. But either way, Lataro, 19 goals, 19 games. Once again, you have a game in hand, oh, yeah. and you're up by a point in the Serie A. How are you feeling? No, I mean, uh, as an Inter fan, you're, you're happy of, of the, all the results. But ultimately, the game next week can change everything. So, you know, you lose to Juventus and everything kind of gets thrown out in a sense, even though you have one more game and stuff, but it's just the mentality and the and the psyche of players. But on the flip side, on the flip side, if you win that game, oh yeah, on the flip we're side, all going to be talking win, about how push, the race is yeah, but, pretty much decided. But you still you still have a lot of games left because Juventus doesn't have to play any uh, European competitions and Inter have Atletico Madrid. 
which is also going to be okay, but if you're, energy and everything else. Okay, if you're one point up right now, you yeah. play against Juventus, yeah, you go to points, four points, and, and then, then you, you have, have a game in hand. Yes. You go to seven points, but, and you won the direct head-to-head against Juventus. Yeah, but it's it's still With a tough way, schedule, because you have a tough schedule. Oh, Fiorentina was the first of the tough oh, schedule. The Roma, Salernitana, Atletico, Juventus, yep. all the games they have coming up. You're in a good position, but still at the same time, you never know what could happen towards the end of the season when legs are, are tired, and you have different competitions that you're, you're playing in. So ultimately, we're happy. It's a, a good showing. And I you know, I say a hundred times and I'll say it again. Inzaghi has matured as mm-hmm. a coach. This Inter team can win in different ways. Antonio's foaming. For the people that <laughs> yeah, are watching this angle, to, Antonio's foaming at the mouth and I'm to talk about the controversial decisions. What we like to do on this is let's talk about the game first. Let's talk about yeah, Inter. Yeah. We talk about Fiorentina and then we'll get to the call. I haven't said anything. I know, I know, I know. But he's laughing so, because he can tell with you. So uh, we, we've been able to win in different ways. Whether it's having all the possession and trying to score. Whether it's sitting back and, and taking our time uh, to, to counter attack. And picking our time, sorry. Um, to find the goal. And I feel... You know, with Lautaro to Ram, it's like a perfect combination where we had Lula with Conte, mm-hmm. but to Ram is, I'm sorry to say, but, but Luta it's a, now? no, Lutu? but he's a whole, he's, he's a whole mm. nother player than Lukaku, technically. Mm. To Ram, technically, with the ball on his feet and his touch, it's a whole nother player than Lukaku. Besides the one where he got snipered. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was running too fast and, and he just happened to fall. <laughs> I like that. He even posted <laughs> it. Fair play to him. Yeah, I mean, he posted listen, a video of him uh, getting like yeah, shot. Because from you won the game, one nothing, you can you're allowed to, to joke about it. But mm-hmm. if you missed the goal there and Fiorentina happened to get back, would hit my damn bet if the guy could have just scored right there. Anyway, side note. Yeah. You so, uh you I think- wasn't happy about the game, by the way. I okay. think Inter could have done better, but considering a tough game in Florence mm-hmm. with a lot on the line in the next game, Juventus. You know, it was important. The real teams, the winning teams, are the ones that know how to sacrifice and win. These and are the games that win you, Scudetto. Yeah. Two two questions. Do you think yeah. Lautaro's better with Turam than he was with Lukaku? Yes, I do. And I also think, in part, it's because Lautaro has evolved mm. his game. He's Why? been able... I just think because of experience. Now, you know, he's at an age where he's been playing a certain amount of years in Italy, and you can just see... He, you know, every time he touches the ball, you know what he wants to do with it. And aside from the goals he scores, his ability to hold up the ball, his ability to turn, his ability to create is something that, you know, he's become a real, you know, the real number 10 and his rightful uh, suitor for this Inter. Speak about communication, too. I love uh, he's the complete opposite of what we were just talking about. I feel like every time he talks, he talks so highly of Inter. The chemistry, the love, the marriage between yeah. them two. He wants to get paid. It's, it's strong. Well, no, if he wanted to get paid. He hasn't I signed think, yet. Okay, but he says that he's staying. He All says, right. I want to stay at Inter. I like his messaging. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the great things about him. He got his captain's armband. Mm-hmm. I think that he feels a responsibility. Another player that impressed me too, Pavard. Yes. I think Pavard yes. has been really great. I expected him. You spent the money. Okay, which is good. You had to replace Skriniar, and I mm-hmm. like that you went out for an experienced type of player. Yep. I expected him to be really good going forward, but yeah. defensively, he's actually is where wow. he's impressed me more. He's amazing. He's able to read a play. He's able to get, even when he's a step behind, he always knows how to catch up because he's just another level of defender. You it's know? not as good as Skriniar, though. I don't he's, think so. I think he's been I, better. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think he's better because he's more agile mm. with the modern game. But Skriniar had another physicality mm-hmm. and is a different approach of kind of being that bully a lot of times where Pavard has an elegance to his defending. It's like a, a it's a skill. It's an art form. Whereas Skriniar was more of a brute, was able to get in there. He was going to clash you, battle you. By all means, a great defender. They could have played both together. They could have played them too. Easily. Yeah. But it's not one I, or the I other. Think there was a decision that had to be made and they made it. Yeah, he, he's the same and way. He wanted to leave. He wanted to he leave. He made it clear. And, uh, and mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, how, how about Fiorentina's... Now, let me reply uh, about, to the Inter first. You have something on Inter? Yeah, of course have I have something, something on Inter. Okay, first not, of not all... The no, 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 no. Don't tell me what I got to no, say. No, no, go, go, go. What is this? All right. First of all, Peter said the right way, Inzaghi mature. You mature too since you got married. <laughs> yeah. you, you you don't seem to be a, a real tifoso. You seem to... You, you're more of a manager in terms ah. of uh, the way you talk about your uh, your team and all the stuff. You're not going out. So despite all the numbers that your, uh, your friend next door... Uh, Next to you was just, uh, you know, uh, 
a mini clean sheets, um, all of the, the, the you know, just the, the facts. It's just the, the fans and I mean, yeah, Lautaro and all that stuff. First of all, I congratulate you many weeks ago and I said, You guys were not ready to campionato. I'm going to say, Congratulations again. That's campionato it. is over. Two forget, stars. Forget about, yeah, two stars. Forget about that Juventus game. That, that's, that's meaningless. Regardless, win, lose, or tie, that's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, despite all of those things and the greatness of your game and all the stuff, you don't need the extra help from the ref. You really don't. Okay? So, it's, you know, just come clean as I say. It's true. Sometimes we get, you know, we get, our, uh, we get helped. You know? Yesterday, yesterday you got to help uh, the, the Lautaro's goal for me and for Grela. I agree 100, 1,000% with Grela. That wasn't a goal. I pushed him clearly. It just uh, level a little guy like that. He put him on the floor. It's like, hey, Boom. I don't think he did that, but... What do you mean you didn't... The guy couldn't even get close because he just he put his hands over there. It was not that... Uh, it, he, it was it was clearly... I boom, in the know? penalty box, I've seen 10 times yeah. worse. Okay. 10 times worse in the penalty right. box. It is and what it is. It two, is what it is. He's holding on to him. No? You didn't see him hold on to him? I think if we take away a goal for that kind of defending from Parisi, which is weak defending, for me, Latalo doesn't do enough to take away a goal for that opportunity. I mean, yeah, he's got his hand here. It's a little bit of a push, but it's not enough. Because then, technically, you can't put your hands on anybody. So Inside every, the penalty, every time we're going to give it when, when Inter is missing all, all of those things on the field, and what, you get the, the extra man, which is the referee, is coming to, Listen, the, to the I help. would also say the to penalty the, that help. was given yeah. to Fiorentina. Yeah. What's wrong with that? That I'm was a clean penalty. Sommer got the ball first. Mm. Sommer got the ball he first. He did get the ball first. You get the ball now, and you get the head of the guy. I understand that it's dangerous. It's very oh. dangerous. It's dangerous. But always in the past, what I always remember is if the goalkeeper gets the ball first, he has the right to the ball. That's how I always Which is different than on the field because but usually like I in understand a tackle, that it was example. dangerous and I understand why you can call it. But they called it. So to say that they got the favor, Fiorentina had the ball to score one one, and there's no favoritism you know, to, this to is, Inter. Again, that, that's versus, the point that was about to bring versus up Verona, and then, yeah. versus Verona, where everybody's talking about all oh, this, that, and left and right. Okay, no, it's not about they favoritism. Got the listen, and they missed it. And uh, listen, I th- that was another another thing that the Bastoni, you know. But I'm saying it is gave, what it is. But they gave the penalty afterwards. So you think, what it you, is. think you think so that the penalty it, it was a penalty. It was a penalty, one hundred percent. Okay, but I'm saying you not got just me. It's more than fifty percent of the people watching the game. They said it's. Uh, I, I went to Villabate every morning. You know what? You know what I do in the morning. <laughs> and everybody they say. Who did you speak to over there? Don't worry about it. I'm not How many people names. did you speak? To? Oh, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> so they said to me, clear penalty. Yeah, you went, went to Spain. Even Interfans. There were a couple of Interfans that said, hey, it was a, a couple. Penalty, but you know what? It a couple Interfans? Yeah, there were a couple Interfans. I'm not going to make sure the name. I'll that? tell you after the podcast. Okay, you sure about okay. I wanted to focus on the match. Like I told you, we'll talk yeah. about refereeing decisions Let's after. Let's talk about the match. No, we mm-hmm. did Inter. Now we did, a, I guess, the, the situations. Yeah. Fiorentina has such a goal scoring problem because you said, I don't yeah. agree with the favoritism, this and that. Mm-hmm. I, I always say, I maintain my belief that the big teams are more favorite than the small teams. Inter, Milan, Juventus. They will get more calls than the smaller teams. Against AC Milan. No, 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 no. Do you remember that? For me, me, the big teams always get the benefit of the doubt over the small teams. And in the long term, it balances it out, right? There's mistakes on all sides. Anyway, Fiorentina have a true goal-scoring problem. If you want to start from the penalty kick, which, by the way, Summer is the same goalkeeper that stopped Jorginho's little stutter, step, hopscotch, whatever the hell you want to call that penalty kick. And Nico Gonzalez, I saw a video that he goes this exact same way every time. Like, do, do they do any prep? Do they look at what the goalkeepers have done? Summer did the exact same thing. Credit to him because he definitely does his homework to study how to stop that. It was. It is so frustrating to watch Fiorentina sometimes because they could do amazing things. They do brilliant stuff, and then they don't have the capability of scoring enough goals from their strikers. Specifically, they rely on their midfielders. I brought the stat last week: twenty-six goals from midfielders, ten from attackers, ten from defenders. You could see that as a good thing because you're getting tra- contributions everywhere. But ten goals from th- from playing a four-three-three and your three attackers is simply not good enough numbers. In their last five games, they scored three goals. I mean, come on. For a team that bombs so, forward like Italianos. Nico, Nico Gonzalez, he, uh, not him. I was not expecting him to miss a penalty. But I mean, how, I, how do they have no nobody 
contributing on goals. And I'm waiting for, for something to happen. I'm waiting for a nice player to come in that could really solve things. Because this Fiorentina, they're already doing incredible, by the way. Because to be in contention for Champions League, they are punching way above their weight. They're still in three competitions. They're mm -hmm. in Coppa Italia. They're in uh, Serie A for top four, which this team should not be competing on paper for top four compared to what other teams spend. And they're uh, in Conference League. So they're already punching above their weight. My disappointment comes because I'm like, with a little bit more, they could push for something special mm -hmm. to make it a really special year because it feels like they have all those elements. And I see Italiano being frustrated. I see him being frustrated in the media where he's like, I'm not talking about the transfer market. I'm not talking about players. I'm not talking about X, Y, and Z. The contributions from Icone, the the lack of a real goal scorer since Dusan Vlaovic was sold. They just don't have that guy that can solve a game to make them compete for a Champions League. Uh, listen, Fiorentina, you know, you just, uh, you said it. Uh, it's not a team that is expecting to be on the top four. I think the, the quality of the coaching staff that they have and the midfield, I think is second to no one in the midfield. I mean, uh, the, the midfield of Fiorentina is a spectacular midfield, okay? So, having said that, the only problem that they have, it's one then they need one defender when you a striker that they don't have they keep you know they're struggling with this uh you know uh, this new guy that they brought over there it's not it's not, it's not a forward this guy here is you saying beltran yeah this is not a, that guy's probably at the very most it's una mezzala i don't no, think it's no, a no, score no, no, beltran but I, you have to give the benefit of the doubt that it's his first year so the, the take there's a little bit of a growing pain the issue is i think that they keep on going after these guys that are not sure things. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. And they don't want to hit the 25, 30 million range. And they go for a lot of the players in the 10 to 15 million range mm. where those guys are not going to decide a game for you. Mm. So you rather spend on that one than spend 10 and 15 on the three, four. Now it's easier said than done because ultimately Wants to go to Florence and uh, no, I mean, first off, Florence is a beautiful city. Yeah, no, but money talks. I mean, it wants yeah, to go to Florence. Okay, but for example, Retegi. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a sure product, but the guy scores a lot of goals with not a lot of chances. I think he would actually thrive in this Fiorentina well, side. It's the first year that he's and he been went to Genoa. It's the first year. Did the Fiorentina uh, made a move for Retegi as well? Uh, Genoa was the one who got him. So mm. it can't just be. You can't say Florence yeah. is not. A I was hoping AC Milan would have made a move for the kid. You know, after having seen him in national team, the way he played for the national team, I said this kid is for sure uh, is going to be a, is going to be a great well, player. Listen, even even Retegui that we went to that we saw on the Italian national team, we all had our doubts about him. He's scoring because he's a nine. He is a pure nine mm -hmm. in the sense that he mm -hmm. finds the goal. But, you know, Zola scored for Spezia. Mm -hmm. He can't mm -hmm. find the net. That guy's been really he can't find the net. So there is also disappointments on not mm -hmm. just evaluation, evaluation of a player, but they don't turn around and they feel too much pressure. Fiorentina is not easy to, you know, it's not an easy team to play for. People don't realize that they at turn. all. They no. turn on People you. don't realize how, I mean, I mean, how Fiorentina, Fiorentina fans I mean, the, 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 see the, the fans. fans. The fans. Oh, yeah. not the fans are extremely demanding. I know. It's a beautiful piazza, yeah. but it's a demanding one as well. They live football to the max. It's the only team in the region. It's even said in their song, yeah. right? Um, so... Joe and Rocco, they have their, uh, their work cut out for themselves because, you know, like you said, una piazza che, che richiede molto. So uh, yeah. if you're going to play over there, uh, you have the produce. And you have there the needs to be a balance of the, of the know, opinion because they are doing amazing, mm -hmm, all things considered. Mm -hmm. But at the same moment, what one thing is like, Italiano's doing so well with what he's got. Oh. They even have a goalkeeper that makes a difference. Terracciano's mm -hmm. been amazing. Yeah. I had always doubts about their defense, but... Defensively, they need, they the, need, they defensively it's not, not that big of a deal. You said it Scoring. right. The midfield, Artur has been amazing. He didn't have a good game yeah. against Inter. But it really is up top with, with Icon and Bonaventura is one of the top Bonaventura players. can't save them any, every single he match. He tried. He, he went close and uh, in the summer made it the same. Yeah. They say they're trying shot. to get Gummansen, but they don't want to hit the 25, 30 million mark yeah, for a player like Gummansen. Gummansen is amazing. Because also the, the market now, once a, once a striker scores 10 to 15 goals, the price goes the up. The price is up. Hmm. So either you're able to identify the player and take him, but then what happens is what's going on with Beltran. I think Beltran will be a good striker yeah, I agree. for the for the Fiorentina and for the league. But you have to anticipate by spending less on a player that's not ready necessarily. Mm -hmm. So you're saying keep him, keep him one more year? No, you're still going to keep him. I'm just saying that as far as the expectations for the fans mm -hmm. and the expectations for the team... The team does not want to spend more 
than what they make or are not looking to spend over that 20 million range. We've even seen it, you know, now in the recent transfer market uh, conversation with different players. Nobody has been talked about over 20. Genoa went on and got a player from Marseille mm-hmm. and there's on a loan and there's an option to buy a 25 million. I don't think Fiorentina would 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 have done the same thing for that player, you know. So listen, Prade, Prade, Prade is one of the smarter managers that they have over there. Or no, not. I'm not. I'm not arguing anything. Yeah. I'm just saying the the striker position for a good striker costs money. That's the unfortunate part. So and and, it, and it's anybody. Huh? You go to Juventus, you know they spend top dollar for mm-hmm. Vlahovic. How Milan, much, is a bit, look, how much would be Icardi to, to, to come back? Uh, would, would cost Icardi to? Uh, I mean, uh, that's an interesting proposal. I mean, the, the Icardi could be could be uh, you know what Taylor made for uh, but his salary for a Fiorentina. His, his salary, salary is high, but that's what I'm trying to say. So you have to do that, you know, kind of evaluation of what you want and what you want to get out of a player and spend rate. Also, for me, this is the year to push for Champions League. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that next year. How yeah, do you know that? Well, there's a lot of things that could change within the squad. Number for, number one, the players that might not stay, and number two, the biggest thing is for me, Vincenzo Italiano. Yeah, this look at look how many moves are happening in yeah. Europe with Klopp oh, leaving, Xavi leaving. Maybe Tagliafico is going to go there. The Zerbi goes one place. Once one pillar falls, you know it could be a domino effect of you're going to be. It's going to be the, Pioli's the, not going to be the coach anymore of Milan after this year. How do you know year. that? How do you know you that? Want to, you want to make a bet? I bet you it's not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna uh, kick next him out. year. He'll yeah, be there. He's yeah. gonna stay there. Yeah. What do you want to bet? I don't know. We'll bet at dinner. There you go. I want to be invited. You want to be invited? Okay. What if what if he leaves? So I get two dinners. Yes. Uh, what if he stays? We we'll get two okay. dinners. Okay. okay. That's fine. That's fair. fair. Uh, anyway, you talked about Dusan Vlaovic. Let's talk about Juventus. Yeah. One-one against Empoli. <sighs> A match that was really... I mean, I don't like to put it on... Well, you don't like that? ...on one player. I wanted Juventus to win, and you of know the course. main reasons why. <laughs> Early Not on because in, I like Juventus. I know. Early on into the game, uh, Arek Milik, which I wasn't expecting him to play. I, I figured Yildiz would start. Um, he plays Milik, and, you know, you can't blame... You can't just blame one player, but he gets the red card. It was clearly a red card, and it changes the match. You know, you're going up against an Empoli that's fighting for their life... You're playing in Torino. You expected something. They it wasn't it wasn't a great game from Juventus either. It wasn't their best match. Look, lucky thing is Dusan Vlaovic pulled up big time uh, once again. He's been amazing in January. Six goals. I saw a stat that only for Juventus, the only player that has more goals in a January is Ronaldo. So he's just been hitting a form that's been special. And when you get goals from strikers, it starts starts to solve a lot of problems, like you were saying. But for Juventus, that is trying to hit the strides of getting into Scudetto race, which they are in the Scudetto race. These are the games that you can't slip up. These are the moments where Inter don't do this. Inter don't slip up in those moments, especially with the two games in hand that they had at that time. You needed, you needed to get a win in this match, but it was, it wasn't a, wasn't a great performance at home for me. Listen, this is the, just to summarize exactly, just to add to what Marco just said right now, you expect Juventus to win a game like that. I said, yes, it didn't even start the game. I said, this is what I questioned the intelligence of Allegri. It's supposed to be one of your smartest assets that you have on, on, uh, on your uh, on your team right now, and uh, you you starting a game. What what kind of a signal is he but trying Milik, to send? Milik is an experienced player. It's but not crazy trying, to start Milik. Why are you changing something that has been working uh, to all, the perfection? I thought you don't know what goes on in training. What what is going on? I'm just You're saying. telling me that Yildiz has been slacking off. He was just training? playing a lot. I'm just saying That's you it. don't know what goes on in training. The coach evaluates week to week. He has his idea. And he's going to try to rest. He's going to try to see energy levels. You need to balance motivation, out who you're going to motivation. play Motivation. There's a lot of things that you look into. It's but easy to say now. Yeah, it's easy to say afterwards. All right, yo, it's Milik's fault. You know, he played Milik. I like to play Milik, and he got a red card. No, I'm not saying it's Milik's fault. Uh, I'm not saying that. But you have a team that has been working. Milik's is pretty yeah, much coming listen, in in, in uh, every game. Twenty minutes here, talk. That's what I'm saying. I know. I I get it. But also at the same time, you don't know everything. So there could be a reason. There could not have been. Maybe he dreamt of something. Then at that point, yes, Allegri's fault. Why did you put me there? But ultimately, the players, you can't be thinking, oh, I put this guy, now he got a red card, it's all my fault. Or this things happen during the game. The game involves. Maybe Yildiz would have gotten the red card. Who knows? But so ultimately, I, when you get a red card, Juventus were up one nothing. I thought they were, that's it. They were going to win that game. So he said, I said, I wanted to find the exact quote. He was saying that Yildiz was a little bit... Um, relaxed 
Yildiz was a little bit relaxed. And during what? During training? training? Yeah. I guess I guess he also said that he would, if he had to go back to the day before, he would still play Milik. So it wasn't an idea of, all right, I'm going to change because of this. He had a clear idea of what he wanted to do, and he played Milik instead. It's also, teams have won in 10 men before. You know, it's not crazy that a team wins in, in 10 men. Uh, also for Empoli, I like that Baldanzi uh, got back to going. He's another player that I feel like could go to a bigger team. He's got good talent. I know he always had a problem with minutes. Like, he can never finish a game. He's mm-hmm. always subbed out super early. But I see technique. I see talent within him. But he's not playing at Empoli. Is he going to Rome? I thought that was... Uh, not not yet. Not yet? I thought it was something the rumors that there was rumors about him going to Roma. But Baldanzi, his problem is in this modern game, he gets oftentimes overlooked. But for me, last year especially... He was one of the catalysts for this. For I this like him a lot. Team. But we also look at, not to, to jump onto another subject, but Pafundi. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. He was, what a, happened was with unbelievable for All of a sudden, he And they don't even give him the chance to, to play. And he's, and then he's disappeared. He went to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. He's going to play in Switzerland, similar to what Nyonto did. Mm-hmm. And before that, Jeez, Di Nyonto. I Federico, about him now. Di, Federico Di Marco, before getting his you know, time with Inter, right. he went to Sion in I Switzerland. I remember that. I remember Okay, and uh, he he had to go to Parma, Hellas Verona, and be able to make that jump into Inter. So there's always that issue with Italy. We and, have a bunch of young and but also Profundi, I never saw you know too much. I mean, Mancini made a big deal about him. Oh, he's the first player that I call up in my national team, but then he never even played him. Oh, then he sat okay. him on the bench for but a I'm long saying, time. Italy U20, he did. He was one of the better players. Mm-hmm. Him and Baldanzi also Calafiori. You know, so I like the kid, but. Obviously, Udinese right now, they're struggling. Not struggling, but they're in a relegation battle. So, it's not always easy to play the younger yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, last topic. Today, Roma won. De Rossi, two wins in his mm-hmm. first two matches. It was tricky against Salernitana, but we've seen Salernitana pull upsets. Mm-hmm. You know a lot mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of big teams know know about that, especially with Candreva. Castanos has some talent, by the way. Uh, who but it's not Greek, match. right? It's no, not he's C- from Cyprus. 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 Yeah. He's got a culture shirt. Fun fact, by the Ooh. way. Yeah, he followed us a long time ago. Uh, we mm. met him when he was in New York um, when he was playing for Juventus. Yeah, that's right. He came from the youth team. He's got great technique. Either way, uh, there was some tough moments of watching uh, Roma's match mm. against Salernitana. A lot of passes going backwards. They were obviously dominating in possession. But there is that little lack of going forward, which I think De Rossi will have the growing pains of. But, I mean, what else can you expect? I mean, the fact that you get two wins in your first two matches mm. for Roma. He was also set up for this. I mean, management knew that they were sacking Mourinho at the toughest part of the schedule so that De Rossi could have I'm happy for De Rossi. I'm happy. I'm happy. This is extremely happy for him. It, you know, the only thing that is still on, on my on my head and all of those soft soft calls that the referees and the, the VAR they have to make, whether it's a penalty, whether it's not a penalty. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he got pulled out. Candreva got pulled out, uh, got pulled down in, uh, into the box and uh, Di Bello, the usual guy, <laughs> is the one deciding whether, uh, uh, you know, to uh, to give the penalty or uh, to deny the penalty to Salernitana. Salernitana would have loved to get that penalty. It wasn't uh, a penalty. It was not a penalty. Well, it was not a penalty. It's, it's been soft. given. A lot of those penalties have been given uh, yeah, he for a lot less. He touched you him like, like that. Actually, and now you want the penalty. No, no. What I'm saying is... Because he likes Inzaghi more. It, well, the rules... Who do you man, like more? People in Zaghi or both, Rossi? I like both. No, if you Come have to choose on, one. Yeah, Inzaghi, of course. <laughs> so, Super Pippo, it's, it's got a special spot, sweet, uh, you know, sweet spot in my heart. So, you're an AC Milan. You're, you're a legend. Super Pippo is a legend for AC Milan. The guy has won just about everything. How funny is it been. how great he was as a player compared to Simone Inzaghi's career? And now it's completely inverted. Simone Inzaghi is the top coach and Pippo Inzaghi is the guy that's fighting relegation. It is what it is, but uh, you know, um, it's a funny way of life balancing if, itself out, if, right? If Super Pippo will have been on the field, he will have probably add to the. All right, you know. all right. But uh, Simone Inzaghi was not such such a great player. He was okay. I saw him playing Lazio, scoring on and off. But uh, Super Pippo. They was, say he uh, should have had a better career than he did. Like he was, uh, he was more talented than his career showed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that. It was just. I think s- his brother said that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think it was an average uh, uh, forward. Either way, you never talked about Mourinho. We obviously spoke about his sacking. Did I see any any thoughts? So Mourinho, he unfortunately, you know, is in the past. I would say his coaching methods, his style, and and we saw a different Mourinho with this Roma team. You know, he had success bringing them to two straight European finals. 
has never been done before. The fans obviously love him. You know, he, he's going to remain a legend within Rome, and he's a legend as a coach. But I saw a different Mourinho than what we've seen in the past. You know, how many times he's name-called and brought attention to players. Mm-hmm. Where he, he always did that. No, but he oftentimes deflected a lot of oh, times. He used to always call out guys. Yeah, but not... not he usually not, found, not like, one way. enemy and... Yeah, one enemy, but not this whole team. This guy, he's with this Roma team. He was did he ever have everybody. as bad of a team as exactly. he had now? So, it definitely, this was a challenge for him, and, and he was able to do what he did with the Conference League final and Europa League final, winning the Conference League. But what I what I look at right now is Mourinho, you know, is, is a coach that can still win things, and, you know, ultimately, that's his goal. It's that old-school mentality where it's win at all costs, no matter... Mm-hmm. How you play and just, get, just just win the game, win the trophy. That's what counts. And I feel like nowadays, if you look at even the smallest teams, they're playing their style of football. They're going to try to challenge you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit back and just wait for you to score. So in this modern game where we see a lot of the top teams playing a certain style and have a, a real identity, the fact that Roma, you know, are not able to have an identity or win by one nothing, and then even lose versus the top teams, he lost a little bit of that energy. And I think ultimately what it came down to was presidency and the ownership having an issue with Mourinho, his personality and other things. Communication, probably. Yeah, there, was, there was probably a lot of things. And before him, let's not forget, Diago Pinto, who was the sporting director. He's left. a disaster. But he left. He said he was leaving, and he left. So they, there was a lot of changes. Who brought Diago Pinto to begin with? It was him, right? No, he came before. Oh, no, actually, no. He came after. But, I mean, Mourinho is not going to choose a sporting director. But They're Portuguese. But you, know what, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to imply. So, maybe, you know. Thiago Pinto was not cut out for uh, this job. They had a hard, he had a hard task because Monchi, I think, left them yeah, there was a with a mess. complete disaster. Mm-hmm. They had like 60, the 70 players the on their roster. Yeah. So, it takes time to be able to work through that. But I almost think you need a super experienced sporting director to be able to deal with that problems and you need time and you need to manage expectations mm. but I mean we've given our opinion do you think that this is the last we'll see of Jose at a top European level no no I think his personality he's gonna wanna come back I think he's gonna come to Portugal the next step probably is a national team yeah, I would have loved be, for him to go to Portugal I wouldn't be surprised that he goes back to a top European like team like what I think he goes back into the Premier League. I'm not saying with you know. Chelsea, Would you take him Arsenal. at Inter one more time if no, uh, if uh, no. Super P- it's uh, if uh, Simone? Uh, I think it's past that. It's past that already, because just the the style of play, what you see now that you can win and play good football. Mm-hmm. No one, no. I don't think a lot of the top teams are going to look to just have the player, the team that wins. They want also a certain style if, because if, you're also increasing value in the mm-hmm. players. If we Think about some of the guys that left, like Xavi at Barcelona and Klopp at Liverpool, that they mm-hmm. announced that they're going to leave. Is there any Italian coaches we could see fitting these? Obviously, Xavi Alonso is very heavily linked with the Liverpool move. Barcelona is still pretty much up in the air, but the Zadby's name has been rumored with a few of them. Thiago Motta's name has been rumored with a few of them. Is there anything that we see fit that we should say, all right, you should go, this this coach should go there? I can, see, I can see Thiago Motta in Barcelona. Mm. Because he first off he was an ex Barca player, so he, he grew up there. He knows the 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 team and the environment, and his mentality and his style of play has been really really uh, interesting to see. And it's all about spaces, so it's kind of a, a rendition of Cruyff's method, right? The 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 Dutch method of total football, mm-hmm. where he has his different players having obviously the the space. Spacing and being able to identify space and attack the space, whether you're a center back, left back. It's like what Luciano Spalletti was saying at Napoli. So it's about spacing, not formation. So it's very interesting to. It would be interesting to see Thiago Motta there. Will he go? I'm not sure because also might be a tall task to have a you know a coach at Bologna go to a Barcelona. But he's got the character to do it. I I feel like when when you were a top player, I mean, there's so many the the best player in the world, Maradona, couldn't be a good coach. So I'm not saying that, but because he has the aspect where he's been a really great coach. He started from the bottom. He built his way up. And he's got the character to know how to handle big players. For me, that's a really good recipe. For who? For Thiago Motta? For him to coach a top Barcelona. team, yes. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Barcelona necessarily, but no. I don't think I wouldn't be. I don't think he'll be scared to. I don't think it'll be too big of a task. I, though, feel like 
the Zambi would fit Barca a lot better. Might sound crazy, but I feel like they love that kind of style. Yeah. They love that flair. He's Guardiola has named him as his hair. You know, there's rumors if he would take over Manchester City one day. I feel like the, the ZB fits a little bit more, maybe the old school type of Barca mm-hmm. mixed with the young flair. That's true. Listen, the Zerbi and Thiago Mota, those are the only two players, the only two coaches that I can see at AC Milan if they decided to suck Pioli, which is more than 50% chance that it's going to stay. I me. think Paladino also 50% mention, is not that this good. year hasn't been so great. He also Pal- doesn't have a striker. But, yeah, but Paladino, the way that Monza has played in the past, he's not gonna years, get. He's gonna get the job of Bologna. Fiorentina, Bologna. Fiorentina. When when like Italiano, he's gonna get that bump up mm-hmm. to like the sixth place team, fifth place team. He's not gonna get the bump. And listen, to the I first. think Italiano with better players. Oh my gosh, I agree. Is Liverpool esque? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree. And watch I, Gilardino one more year. Give Gilardino, Gilardino one more year. Too. One more year to coach one. Genova. I think Gilardino is gonna be one of the top 10 in yeah. Europe. I think he'll look at the project of Genoa. I mean, they are spending money. If they don't, then he could also take one of those jobs like a Bologna, like a, I can see like Gilardino a Fiorentina. Coming AC Milan. He played for AC Milan. I think it's... Uh... For you guys, I don't know. I have a weird feeling about the Zerbi or Thiago Motta for you. Motta, yeah. I can see him coming Motta, to AC Milan. Motta, I would love to see him and in Motta, Milan. And Motta, bring it with him. And Motta, bring Who cares? Him. Conte has a and Motta history with Juventus. And Motta, bring with him. But there was no bad blood. Conte with you. Conte with bad, bad blood. Yeah, Agnelli. Okay, but he. Uh, it's over. Agnelli's not there anymore. Even though there is a rumor no, that a rumor he wants to come back. Jump. It's. I mean, he never Mihailovic too. It. Coach Milan. I'm not saying it's. No, impossible. I don't want Conte at AC Milan. I mean, uh, I can. I can. You know? Do you guys know the that. two coaches that have coached Milan, Inter, and Juventus? There's uh, two coaches. Two coaches. With Pioli is one. No, no he didn't, he didn't coach, coach Juventus. Juventus. Hold on, let me. No think. Juventus. Oh, I I only say this because. I know because we looked it up. Allegri? Okay, for a post. No, no, no. no. Mm. Allegri coach AC Milan and Juventus. Oh, Inter. Yeah. Oh, Inter. Inter. So let me think. Let me think. Uh, Ancelotti never coached Inter. Zaccheroni. In the comments, Zaccheroni. Bravo. No, Bravo. Bravo. He won with AC Milan. Yeah. Then yeah. we made fourth place with Inter. He was okay. so bad at Juventus. 2010. 2010 uh, Zaccheroni. Capello? No. Lippi was Inter Juve. I don't know if you ever did Milan. No. You're Keep going. Keep going further back. Oh, Trapattoni. Yeah, bravo. Oh, Trap. bravo. Super trap. I believe it's only two. That's what we're we we're just talking about in our group chat. Trapattoni would be the third one. The third, the third one. one could be. No, there's only two. Two, right? Yeah. Oh, that's it. Trapattoni. Oh, wow. Trap. I remember trap. No, we were saying for the rumor, there was a crazy rumor about Conte going to Milan. Yeah. So mm-hmm. That's why we we're he talking about the it. Third. Momblano is saying that mm-hmm. Conte is going to go to Milan. I actually, I just saw it on Twitter. I don't know if Momblano actually said it. I don't think it would be a good, food, uh, a good fit for AC Milan because AC Milan has got a, a lot of people uh, that they do uh, stats on the top of there and I think Conte doesn't go really... Conte's got the best stats. Uh, no, no, uh, Conte doesn't have really look at stats when it comes down to uh, getting a player. Conte said, hey, I want that guy and I want it now. And if you don't give it to him, for him is the open door to, to take the money now. and leave. <laughs> Mm. Guys, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao ragazzi. Like, okay, subscribe. Okay, that was it. Okay. Uh, 